Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out ZoomCalls.com. That's ZoomCalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, I tell you what, if you want to upset people in the Twitter universe, just tell them that the biggest lie of the year, which was trending on Twitter, I think, yesterday, the biggest lie of the year is that this election was the most secure election in American history. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. There you go. Now you can see me if you're watching on online. See that I'm, I do have a face for radio. It's a good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com, slash Todd Huff Show, also on YouTube and Twitter, slash Periscope, although I guess Periscope is shutting things down March 31st. So... No matter where you watch the program, we are happy to have you, whether you're listening on the, on the podcast or, of course, listening on Freedom 95 in Indianapolis, 95.9 FM or 9.50 AM. It's on AM, too. Some folks don't know that. 9.50 AM. If you're a little bit further out from the Indianapolis area, it might be a little bit easier to pick up on the AM dial. So I want to start here with this. Uh, article. This was actually first uh, reported. I saw it in some small uh, dot com. This is what someone posted online. And PolitiFact, that's who is has uh, said the biggest lie of the year. The biggest lie of the year. They say Trump is downplaying the coronavirus. That's what they say, downplaying of the coronavirus. It makes me want to yeah, 
you know, I mean, look, in order for something, there, there's a difference between making a miscalculation and making and, and telling a lie. There's a difference between saying something is definitively true versus that you know isn't, or like for example, um, elections are. <laughs> this this election was the safest and most secure in the history of let's just say the world. We might as we might as well the safest and most secure election in the history of planet Earth. That's what we just witnessed. Forget that you saw Republican poll watchers kicked out because you know what they didn't need Republican poll watchers because why would you need poll watchers when it was the most secure election in history? Forget the fact that they had suitcases of ballots underneath the table in Georgia. Forget that. Forget that we have them on video running them through the tabulating machines multiple times. Forget about that. That doesn't matter. Forget the fact that dead people voted, people that didn't live in the state voted, people that uh, were not old enough voted. Forget about all of that. Illegal aliens voted. Forget about all that. Doesn't matter. Most secure election in history. This is the 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 theme. This is the uh, this is what they've they, they've stuck to. I have to applaud them. I have to say the radical left, the radical left in the media and the leaders of the Democrat Party. They commit to a narrative and they are unswayed. In fact, in fact, let me play. I wasn't planning on doing this at this juncture. But yesterday, I don't know if you've been following this stuff with Eric Swalwell. This is fantastic, by the way. This is maybe the the best thing I saw all day when I was uh, looking for looking for things to uh, to talk about today. Which, of course, is just overwhelming the things to talk about. But Eric Swalwell, Republicans want him off the Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence Committee. Um, you think? That seems to me to be the obvious, uh, the obvious choice, the obvious solution. He's cozying up. That's the phrase I've learned that apparently means messing around with. What's her Christine? Uh, what is it? Is it Fang Bang? I, <laughs> I I don't know. Anyway, this this Chinese spy Swalwell's cozying up to her. Let your imagination run wild there with what that means. But you know exactly what that means. He's cozied up to her. She's a stinking spy for the Chicoms. Eric Swalwell's on the House Intel Committee. So he's out there cozying up. I guess I, I love this stuff. Cozying up. Cozying up to a Chinese spy. And... The Republicans say, "Look, you can't you can't have someone on the House Intelligence Committee that's basically uh, had relations with <clears throat> a a spy of a communist country." Now I know that the Democrats are being run by more and more communists every day, but this should be troubling to the average average American. But this is what I mean that they they stick with the narrative and they are unmovable. They they are immovable, I should say. I want you to listen. This is Harris Faulkner um, yesterday on Outnumbered Overtime. Outnumbered Overtime on on Fox News. I know many of you do not have, many of you do not uh, pay attention to Fox News any longer. 
I'm not suggesting you should. I just found this online, and I thought you should hear this because this is what the radical left, the Democrat Party, this is what they do. And I, I mean, look, I don't applaud it in the say in the sense from an integrity position because it takes no integrity to do this. But this guy says that Eric Swalwell deserves a medal <laughs> for the way that he handled this uh, this Chinese honey, this spy. Here's what he says. This is I'm not. This is not edited. This is the true position that he's taking. Here it is. Brad Woodhouse, why do you think at this point uh, Speaker Pelosi hasn't at least acknowledged that she may have something she needs to say to the House, whatever it would be? Okay, because Harris, this is not, with all due respect, this is not a legitimate question. Anyone who has read anything about this knows that Eric Swalwell did everything right once he knew that this was a spy. He cooperated with the FBI. He severed ties. He helped her be exposed and get kicked out of the country. We should give Eric Swalwell the Congressional Medal of Honor for his conduct. What? You got a lot of caffeine in your house. Swalwell deserves the Congressional Medal of Honor for hooking up with a Chinese spy, a Chinese honey. He did the right thing after he knew she was a spy. Well, what did he do before she knew, before he knew she was a spy? This is my question. What was he saying to her? I mean, my wife and I, we started watching a, an older, not old, but a couple years old now, or that's no longer on, a show about uh, Russian spies in the 1980s. And I made the comment to her that it seems like that may be more realistic than we ever dreamed. Swalwell out there getting worked by the Chinese. This guy wants to give him the, the medal of honor. I mean, the medal of what? Medal of freedom. Is that what he said? He wants to get for protecting, for protecting this country from, from espionage. Even though he's made himself completely susceptible, even though he's made himself completely uh, vulnerable and open to, I mean, all sorts of possibilities. Are there photographs? If there's photographs of Swalwell in the position in the possession of the Chinese, could that ever come into play? Hey, Mister Swalwell, it doesn't have to be the same Chinese honey spy. It can be somebody else, probably a woman for Eric Swalwell. Call him up and say, hey, just wanted to let you know your previous contact with our country, who you had cozied up with, she happened to take some pictures. Now, you've got to vote next week on the House Intelligence Committee, and we want you to do X. Is this so far out of the realm of possibilities? This guy wants to give him the medal of freedom for what he did here. Anyway, my point is simply this. When looking at the biggest lie of the year, which PolitiFact says is Trump's playing down of the coronavirus. Trump's playing down of of the coronavirus. Um, which, I, for in an elementary way, the playing down of a coronavirus or being worse than being worse than you originally said doesn't have to be a lie. It could be a miscalculation. It, there, there could be a, a hundred explanations for this besides Trump knew that it was going to wipe out 
hundreds of thousands of Americans' lives, according to the data that they're sharing with us. Trump knew that, and he told us it wasn't going to happen. They say that, that that's a lie. Of course, common sense tells us that's that's not exactly the most likely uh, scenario. Trump is trying to lead through a crisis. Trump is trying to keep, um, you know, keep Americans from overreacting. And people say, how do you overreact to this? Well, you overreact to this by shutting everything down and, and magnifying your problems by, I mean, just a, a tremendous amount of, uh, a tremendous percentage. You magnitude, you multiply it by by magnitude. It's exponentially worse when you factor in some of these other problems that have been caused by reactions from our government, from reactions from our government, whether it's the demonization of hydroxychloroquine, who the AMA has come out quietly and and suddenly said hydroxychloroquine is suddenly safe. How about that for the lie of the year, if we're going to list lies of the year? My first choice was this was the most secure election in American history. How about... How about hydroxychloroquine will kill you if you take it? How about that for the lie of the year? What about this? What about, I know it seems like an eternity ago, but you know President Trump was impeached. That was still this year. That was this year. Well, technically he was impeached in the House in December of 2019. But the trial in the Senate was held in, what, uh, was it February, late January or February 2020? This is when, of course, Trump was supposed to be protecting the United States from COVID. And Nancy Pelosi was out there telling people to go down and party in Chinatown because everything was fine, nothing to be concerned about. Bill de Blasio and a bunch of politicians from New York City were telling folks to come on down and party and take the subway and not to worry about COVID and all this sort of stuff. You remember this. Even though Trump's the one that shut down travel to China and, and to Europe after that, but Trump is said to have created or caused, been the source of the biggest lie of the year by downplaying the coronavirus. Meanwhile, how many people, how many people died because they didn't seek treatment or doctors were leery or pressured into not giving hydroxychloroquine? Because we know there's some of those. I'm not suggesting I have an idea what the number is, but we know that that's some, there are certainly people that, that died from that. And now the AMA is saying saying it's, not, uh, it's safe to take. Silently, of course, because now that Trump, as they think, is no longer going to be our president, um, they think it's safe to come out and, on, and, and maybe be honest again. Because Trump was out there touting hydroxychloroquine. Remember that they can't have. If President Trump says it's good, it has to be bad. There's something seriously wrong with individuals that think like this. And I'll tell you this, these individuals are sometimes in influential or even powerful positions, be they Speaker of the House, be they people that are making decisions with the AMA, be it people who can shut down social media like Twitter, Jack Dorsey fresh off his latest trek across the Appalachian uh, Trail, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg and the way that he tries to influence elections through big, uh, through his big money, right? Big money, that's supposed to be something that we're all supposed to be concerned about. Big this and that. What about big social media? What about big government? These things pose legitimate harm 
and threats to the American people because of their opposition to free discourse and because of their opposition to truth. And that's where we find ourselves today. And the biggest lie of the year, in my estimation, is this lie about the election. And you could have probably multiple spinoffs, but I think the most uh, the most straightforward lie is this is the most secure election in history. Give me a break. Give me a break. If someone says that, they literally have no interest. They have no in fact I think Sidney Powell said something about that. I'm gonna play that after the break. But the biggest lie of the year, I tell you, and the left the left lost their mind on me. I got perhaps some of the most hateful messages from tweeting that that I've ever maybe gotten on, which is fine. It doesn't really it doesn't really bother me. I care more about what uh, what I think, what you think, uh, what people I respect think, than I think about these rabid crazies on on social media. I mean, they they lose their minds. They really do. And I, you know, I compare and contrast this to how I responded to people in 2016 who had questions about uh, whatever it was, who were on the other side. I mean, now did I think it was ridiculous for people to lock themselves in their dorm rooms and cry? Absolutely. I thought that was. I I've been on record as saying I understand if they really wanted Hillary and they. They, they got upset. I understand getting upset. I don't understand losing the ability to function for weeks on end. That's what I don't understand the need for colleges to cancel classes. That's what I don't understand the need for. I don't understand the need for screaming at the universe. I have no desire, interest, inclination to do this. Nothing. I just, I, it makes no sense to do things like this, but this is how they, they behave. And then, of course, they get crazier form things like the resistance, say things like he's not my president, and then they preach to us the next day, four years later after they think they've won and Biden is uh, the president-elect, or so they say. Then they go out there and they say, now it's time to heal. Now it's time, now it's time to unite. I'm all for healing and uniting, but folks, I'm not for for completely abandoning principles. I'm not for... Um, going along at all costs. You have to have something to unite around, to unify around. And candidly, I don't know what that is right now, at least when you put in the political leaders. I do know what it is when you put average Americans together. There's a lot that we can unite around. But when we we bring some of these politicians in and we bring in some of the radicals, those who want to fundamentally change and transform this great nation, this is where we begin to have the problems. And it's not with your neighbor most times. Sometimes it is. But the radical left has completely taken over positions in in our government, be it the deep state, the fourth branch of government, or um, being appointed to the cabinet and you know having positions in Congress and so forth. Anyway, timeout is necessary here. When I come back, I want to play a soundbite from Sidney Powell that I just uh, said just a moment ago that we were going to share what she said about people deliberately not paying attention to the evidence. So we're going to do that after the break. You can sit tight. We'll be back here in just just a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story 
and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to StoryWave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. Welcome back, folks. You just have a couple of days, a couple of days left if you want to support support Shepherd Community and, more importantly, the families that they serve on the near east side of Indianapolis, families in need. Shepherd Community Center is helping provide Christmas for those families, and you can help. You can help by purchasing toys and dropping them off at one of our three convenient locations, our offices in Mooresville, the Freedom 95 Studios in Franklin, or Mr. Quick Home Services offices at 86th Street and Georgetown Road on the north, I guess the northwest side of town. Or you can go to caringatchristmas.com and you can shop find the there's a target gift list there's an amazon gift list and you can just shop from your computer just like you would for anything else and have those gifts shipped to shepherd they open up a store um, here in a few days for families to come in and do their christmas shopping and folks this is not just giving out gifts uh you know and that be the end of it they they provide a lot of services and those services all revolve around all revolve around helping people break the cycle of poverty. And they have thought this through. They have a lot of steps. They have a lot of ways, a lot of uh, different ways that they try to help people on different levels. It's pretty amazing what they do. CaringAtChristmas.com. I appreciate those of you that have already been there, that have helped out, and I also ask for those of you that are considering doing that uh, to do that here today or tomorrow as we're getting to the end of this program caring at christmas.com thank you so much for uh, for participating in that so told you before the break i want to share sydney powell sydney powell was asked about people who say there's no evidence right this is this is the common thing first there well at first there was no evidence now there's not uh, enough evidence or there's evidence but it doesn't there's not enough bad instances of bad things happening for the election to be overturned right that's kind of where we are now people say the election has been certified the electors have voted what are you talking about well let me just pause and say if you just because the electors have voted and they've not been accepted by Congress yet, which is a major step, but just because the electors have voted, if you found something out, if you found out today 
that something radically changed the counts. Forget about everything that you've heard until this point. If someone legitimately in your mind, whatever that means, for those who are of the nothing bad happened here, you're making it up crowd. If someone actually provided evidence to show that that is the case, do you still think the electors should have voted the way that they did? Should they have voted based upon data, based upon results that were incorrect, that were fraudulent? Is that what we want in this country? Should the electors say, well, the people who manipulated the system did such a good job that we um, – you know, that we don't – this is the way we're going to vote. I guess they should be applauded for being so sneaky and fraudulent that even they fooled the electors because we want to cast our votes in accordance with how our state voted. If they tricked us into thinking that people voted for Biden instead of Trump, then kudos to them. Is that how we want this to run? Because that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. If the evidence isn't there, if this was a fair and free election – if 80-whatever-million people came out and voted for Joe as he was campaigning in his basement, <clears throat> clearing his throat as he speaks constantly. He's not speaking constantly, but he's constantly clearing his throat now when he speaks. Joe Biden. Millions more votes than Obama, even though he somehow won about half as many counties. I mean, you look at all the statistical evidence, you look at all the the 5,000-plus affidavits. I don't even know what the number's up to now. You look at these things, and you act, if, if you don't care about this, um, I'm going to say that you need to rethink it. And if you don't do that, at some point you have to say, I'm part of the problem. I, I really believe that. Because you don't have to say that just because there were problems that Trump won— you should just say, you know what, there were problems. Let's see to what extent. I'm open, just like I'm open to saying that Biden, <laughs> I, I chuckle to say this because it just, it makes literally no sense to me. And by the way, to statisticians, oh, and by the way, all the bellwethers, all the things that throughout American history have indicated um, that Biden or that, that someone was going to win election, all those go in Trump's favor whether it's counties voting a certain way. I mean, it can be anything from as small as cookie sales uh, all the way up to uh, winning certain states and everything in between. All those go in Trump's favor, and suddenly the other candidate wins. This has never happened before in American history. You have phantom votes appearing overnight in all the swing states. People stopped counting suddenly, simultaneously in, swing st- in all the swing states. Um, you've got vo- uh, poll watchers being kicked out. You've got Dominion voting machines that have been connected to the Internet, even though they've denied that, the CEO testifying, lying under oath. I mean, there's videos of him explaining how they connect to their his team, complaining while he's there, by the way, explaining how it's connected to the Internet. He tells the Michigan State Legislature, nope, not connected to the Internet. Why doesn't he want to admit that? Because by admitting that, he fully knows he fully knows where the next series of questions take us, which is could someone do precisely what was alleged here. Anyway, there's so much to get into with that. I don't even want to venture. There's so much evidence and problems. But the point is, oopsie daisy, Sydney. I started that too early. But here's Sydney Powell 
responding to people who refuse to see the evidence. People who say there's no evidence just are lying through their teeth or they're deliberately ignorant or willfully blind to the truth. And frankly, they're part of the problem. I mean, a lot of the people who are saying there's no evidence are part of the problem and know damn well that all this happened and may have even instigated it, benefited from it, paid for it, encouraged it. So there you go. And I think she, she's right. She's right. It's there, it's there to see. And at some point, at some point, simply by saying, I acknowledge that it happened, doesn't mean that you say that, that Biden stole the election or whoever, the Democrats or China, whoever, whoever the fingers are being pointed at. It doesn't mean you have to go to that conclusion. All you have to say is, look, this cannot happen. This concept of every vote counting is a, is a good concept, but it's not just every vote isn't counting if you're allowing for fraudulent votes. Some people interpret it to mean, hey, if there's a piece of paper in there that's got a circle marked on it, who cares if it came from people that just filled it out um, you know, in, in Detroit and shipped it over with tens of thousands of others in the wee hours of the morning when people were kicked out of polling places. Forget about all that. Um, it's a vote. It should be counted. No, that's not what that means. Every legal vote should be counted. Because if you allow illegal votes to be counted, you're you're disenfranchising real people. You're washing away the vote of someone who has cast a vote legally. So it's the same thing. If you're going to say every vote counts, then you should be just as vigilant as you are to make sure that the ballots that come in um, from legitimate voters are counted, and you should be. You should also be as vigilant against protecting against the ballots that come in because there will be some. The idea that there are no attempts at fraud in elections is beyond my ability to understand. That is willful ignorance because, of course, it's just like if you open a convenience store, someone's going to try to steal at some point. You're going to have to put up security cameras or put up signs or in some instances, maybe even consider security, any number of things. But to act like nothing happens and nothing ever will happen is, I mean, really at some point makes you inept to be a shopkeeper. Same thing here. If you don't realize that people want to steal votes or lie about it, try to try to attempt, even on a small scale. You can say it's all small scale, but to say that it never happens is deliberately, intentionally avoiding reality. And I'm going to take a break. Oz has tried to tell me several times here, and she is right. Quick timeout is in order. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, 
Visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. All right, I'm going to take a bite at this. I saw something saw something on Twitter actually this morning. I got a lot of stuff that we can get into, but I think this is important. I do think this is important. And this was tweeted by Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black, as I understand it, um, he says here that he played nine years in the NFL and that he has two rings. I have to tell you, and this is not meant to be an insult, I promise. I don't know who this is. I used I used to be a big NFL fan. I don't know. Maybe I should know. I'm just drawing a blank on who Michael Ian Black is. But he tweets this question, and I think it's appropriate, and I want to read this to you. And it's something I want to talk about here, um, here in the latter half of the program. Here's his comments or series of questions on Twitter. I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that these are legitimate questions, that this is not uh, just someone being snarky. Maybe that's what he's doing. I don't know. But let me read the questions. It says this. I understand that there's a left-right culture war in this country. But what exactly is conservative culture? Kirk Cameron movies? The guy who paints Trump riding a motorcycle? The town in Footloose that doesn't allow, <laughs> that doesn't allow dancing? Like, what is their actual cultural vision of America? Now, I'll address his questions here we'll talk about this i think it's a look we have to understand folks there there are two types of of people out there that were well at least when it comes to talking about politics you have some that are never going to be convinced you have some that have bought into wholeheartedly into the radical left's vision agenda issues perspectives they've they've sold out they've bought into that and they are as convinced of that or maybe that's not the word i would say the word i would use they're as committed to that as i might be to advancing that you might be to to advancing conservative conservative issues number one Uh, the other group is people who are just they just don't know i'm amazed I'm amazed of of encounters I've had with genuinely smart and intelligent and educated people that have not the slightest idea what a conservative is. And based upon these questions, Michael Ian Black has no idea either. Now, I could read you some of the comments to this, and one the first comment that I see is from Amy Siskind. Amy Siskind is an activist, feminist, and author. I think she's got a podcast. And she says, to describe conservative culture, it's racist, xenophobic, and misogyny. Now, see, she that's an example of someone who doesn't want to know. That's an example of someone who has no inclination of understanding the truth. Here's someone that wants to malign you, who wants to misrepresent you, who wants to paint you, portray you as some hayseed hick who hates people who doesn't look like him or her, you, that, that don't look like you, you hate them. Right? That's what they want people to think. If you're different, they hate you. That's what conservatism is. And oh, by the way, women need to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. That's pretty much what they think. 
And of course, you can't to, to these people that live in New York City. They've never seen a conservative is like a an endangered species. It's like a white rhino in New York City. So we'll talk about this. I'm going to answer his questions authentically, assuming his questions are authentic, even if they're not. Michael Ian Black. I guess it was a good. It was good to at least figure it out that you played in the NFL for nine years. Congratulations on your two rings. I don't know who you got those with. Congratulations. We'll have a. A time to discuss these questions because this is I think people want to know these things some people don't don't misunderstand me but there are people out there that are clamoring they want to know what a conservative is they want to understand what the constitution means they just don't know they've been fed information through MSNBC or NBC or CBS or even worse Vox PolitiFact that's what they get their information it's our responsibility to explain to articulate that's what we're going to do after the break though sit tight you're listening to conservative not bitter talk and i should advise you to be careful out there because studies have shown 98 percent of scientists agree that listening to this program can cause you to lean to the right so you might be veering off to the right this morning driving into work be extra cautious today be back here in just a minute writing is tough but you don't have to fight the pen anymore StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. Welcome back. All right, so let's look here in the time we have remaining at this. The questions here asked by Michael Ian Black. Let's assume that his questions are authentic. Again, let me read this really quickly. A tweet, former NFL player. I understand that there's a left-right culture war in this country, but what exactly is conservative culture? Kirk Cameron movies, the guy who paints Trump riding a motorcycle, the town in Footloose that doesn't allow dancing. Like, what is their actual cultural vision of America? You know, it's a it's a great question. I, I would first ask you, what is the liberal version of culture? Is is the liberal version of culture where no one knows uh, which bathroom to use, where everyone is constantly under assault, walking on their tiptoes, waiting for the moment that their business was going to be canceled? So before you get too cutesy with your Footloose movie analogy. That's a swing and a miss here. Conservatism is a a mindset. So conservatism says that God created man to be free. Not the United States of America's government, but God. God created us to be free. And we should be able to exercise that freedom and use those liberties to live our lives 
no matter how we choose. In fact, Michael, if you choose to embrace a liberal culture, a liberal worldview, and to live that out, I'm not going to try to stop you because as a conservative, I might try to persuade you as to some of the damaging things that you're embracing or things that I think are incorrect, but I'm not going to try to force you. Force is actually something um, that that's, forces is not a good thing. In fact, God doesn't even force. God gives us choice. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. He doesn't force us. He, it's very clear which choice is correct. doesn't mean that there's not right and wrong choices. It just means that force is not in the equation. And so when you talk about conservative culture, what I envision is a society where we get to live freely in accordance with our conscience. Now, if you want to talk about specifically the Christian version of the conservative culture, then I can tell you, paint the picture of what that is, right? I can paint the picture of what it means uh, to be a conservative, to love your neighbor as yourself, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I can paint, paint what this picture looks like. That we're to work diligently, that we're to take care of our own business and provide for our families and for those in need. We're to serve in our local church. We're to be a beacon of light, not because of who we are, but because of the one whom we serve. We are to meet the needs of our community. That's why we do this caring at Christmas thing, because it's to meet the needs of those uh, in our in our community, in our community at large. So conservatism is really an approach, a mindset that says the government's not going to tell you what to do. But if you get into the culture itself, the Christian part defines my culture more than the conservative part. Conservatism just says you have the right to live your life without interference from the government. So long so long as it doesn't infringe upon my rights or cause legitimate harm, not har- harm, harming my feelings, but legitimate harm to me or my property. Your ability to swing your arm ends where my nose begins, so to speak. So there's a lot more to it. I'm just out of time. So sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. Welcome back. So we're talking about culture, really the difference. And I'm going to take these questions as legitimate. People asking about 
what it really means. Why does it really matter? What's this culture war between the left and the right really all about? Because that is the fundamental issue here. Politics is simply the place where this battle is played out. But this, we have to persuade individuals. Persuade, not convince. Persuade. Persuade is important. Guys, I've got to go. Thanks so much for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. Writing is tough, but you don't have to fight the pen anymore. StoryWave automates the creation process to help all you authors bring your stories to life. With your input, AI generates your deeply customizable story and also turns it into an audiobook. Then, you're ready to go live on the StoryWave library, where you'll earn royalties for your creations. Head to storywave.ai to start creating today. Writer or listener, your next auditory journey awaits. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today.